Welcome to the Missouri Wind and Solar Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Shank, coming to you from our store in Seymour, Missouri. Each week with my co-host and Missouri Wind and Solar's general manager, David McDerris, we discuss the latest on self-reliant energy. Check out our additional educational information, including dates for our hands-on workshops conducted in Seymour, on our website, windandsolar.com. Thank you for listening to our podcast, and if you haven't already done so, please consider subscribing. David, I don't know, you're a good deal younger than me, but I don't know how often you ended up in the Sears automotive area with your dad sitting in the hard plastic chairs about to die because there was nothing to do in there but look at the Sears diehard battery display. I didn't have to sit in there very often, but I do remember their commercials a lot, <laughs> a lot of commercials, and it was always really cold outside and it looks like somebody's going to freeze to death because their car wouldn't start. And being eight years old or whatever, not really caring what cold cranking amps were or even caring. But growing up in the early years in Illinois, I haven't talked with you now, that's an issue. And we're going <laughs> to talk about that today and why your car batteries, and even though you may think it's a great thing to recycle and reuse, that your car batteries aren't really designed for alternative energy and the projects that we do as such. So David, talk with us a little bit about that. So what did I not learn by looking at the Sears diehard poster about cold cranking amps and what that represents and all those excellent points there? So cold cranking amps, there's two, there's cranking amps and there's cold cranking amps. Okay, so they're basically the same. It's just at what temperature that they're happening or what temperature they can do. So we'll start off with cranking amps. Cranking amps is how many amps the battery, new and fully charged, can deliver 30 seconds at 32 degrees while maintaining at least 1.2 volts per cell. Okay, so in a 12 volt and a 12 volt battery, you're going to have six cells. There's going to be six cells in a 12 volt battery. In a six volt battery, there's three cells. All right. So that's maintaining 7.2 volts in the battery. And then cold cranking amps is doing that exact same thing, but at zero degrees. So cold temperatures have a really negative effect on batteries. The colder it is, the harder it is for it to spill the energy and maintain that energy. Which is interesting because like your solar panels. Yeah, they produce a lot more efficiency out of cold, but that's just the way the electrons move in that flood of lead acid and the reaction that it can have on that, which the reason solar is because the sunlight and the way that it's not having the same chemical reaction that a battery's having. It's a total different, well, that's a total different podcast, so we would need to get somewhere different. That's what cold cranking amps and cranking amps, that's what they're doing. They're only designed for a very short 30-second burst of energy and the battery to maintain the 7.2 volts, okay? And like I said in that, that first deal, that's on a new fully charged battery, okay? And really a car, when you think about it, when you go out to start your car west today, if you was to count the seconds, three seconds and it started, you know? So really, you probably only drug it down. I mean, and a full battery, by the way, is not 12 volts. It's 12.6, 12.7. So it probably only drug it down to about 12.4 by the time it started it and went on. So if you have a car that's hard starting. Well, and you think about what it's doing, too. With that starter motor, it's turning 
all of those, I mean, it's turning all the pistons and turning yeah, everything yeah, in there. It's, it's turning everything to get everything, it rolling. I mean, so it has to have a lot of power. A lot really. of power really quickly, right? Matter of fact, when we were over at the other facility and we were still starting the jet engine, I wasn't a jet engine. <laughs> it was our wind turbine. It was our wind tunnel. The engine on there, we had that wired to 18-volt batteries, okay? And it's a 12-volt motor. It said... But it was such a large motor. I mean, it took such power to get it to turn over that we wired it to 18 volts. And man, that thing would start like right now. Now, I don't recommend you doing that in your car, by the way. That's, I'm just telling you what we did over there. And it gave a lot of energy very quickly to that battery. And it was able to turn it over and get it to start. And that's a specific battery for a specific application. Yes, that's exactly right. And so we use deep cycle marine batteries, right? And so the reason they're called deep cycle marine batteries is because you always seen when you were in sitting in the store with your dad, you would have seen a picture of a boat on it. And they were- With a trolling motor. Right, with a trolling motor. And or just even out in the, used for your starting motor, for your big engine, but there's no alternator on a boat, okay? So it needed to be able to store a large amount of energy- and their goals are going to be heavier, mind you. They're going to be heavier. They're going to be larger than your typical car battery because they had to store more energy and still be able to give out a good amount of energy. And that would all be depicted on the C rating of the battery, right? The C rating is how long, say I have a battery that says that it, on the 20 amp hour rating, it's a 430 amp hour. Well, that says that's a C rating of 0.5. So it can dispel that energy over... 20 hour period, it can dispel the 430 amp hour over that 20 hour period. And the higher you go, the 100 hour rate is going to even be more and then vice versa going down in the C rating. And the C rating is a, a whole nother segment that we but won't even get into. But that's basically why you can use the they deep were, cycle. That's right. They were designed to different levels at different C rating levels to dispel energy over that period of time. So we always use the 20 hour rating because that's the closest to 24 we got. So, And another thing about the car battery, and I think just the distinction needs to be made, is that in a modern car, is that while there is some battery usage, that if you're riding down the road with the navigation system on and the radio on, and your kids are plugged into the system, all that, that's not running off the battery. No, that's running off the alternator. And so exactly right. To so to say, well, my car battery does all these things, it really is yes. not. It starts the car and gets immediately recharged upon the starting of the car. I don't know that and you may know this. I would imagine that the power runs across the top of the battery. Yes, it does. It does. But something also it does, and Wes has done a video on this one, and he took apart an alternator on a car. And if you'll remember the big teeth. Yeah. So when that battery is full and it doesn't need anything, it disengages. I mean, the alternator just disengages and no longer spins the, basically it's spinning on the outside. It no longer spins around the but stator. It also doesn't spin without. Right, right. And it has to have that battery have power, power to-, to basically make an electromagnet out of it. It's what it's doing. You know, It's causing it to engage and disengage. So anyhow, the whole point of that is that there's a lot other mechanisms involved in powering your car right. that aren't strictly associated with just that battery that's sitting in there. That's correct. You know, a battery sitting there, there again, it's, you've got 30 seconds. I know because I've got one that's weak right now and a little Ranger of mine. If it's warm out, I can go out and it'll start right up. There's a little issue with the truck and that's the reason, you know, if it's cold out, 
get in the blue truck and come to work because the brown <laughs> truck's not going to start. So that's just the difference. So I definitely know that there's a, and everybody is probably listening at some point has had a weak battery and noticed when it's colder, it has a lot more effect on it than it's warmer outside. But, you know, when you're dealing with batteries and you're dealing with any kind of renewable, you know, we have a lot of people. Yeah, we could have made this easier to talk about a lawnmower battery. Yeah, you know, (laughs) we have a lot of people that say, well, I've got these batteries at home or I've got access to these batteries and they're these cold crank amps. There is a conversion that you can do to figure out how many amp hours. You're going to find out the amp hours on them are going to be like three versus 430. I mean, so you're going to see that, well, these are useless. I mean, you could string together almost an entire room in here, West of car batteries, and they just wouldn't do anything. You know, I mean, you wouldn't have any production off of them to run you through the night. I mean, I would sure hate to live in a house that was powered off of that. So batteries definitely are not all made alike. If you're going to still be dealing in, in flooded lead acid batteries, it needs to be the deep cycle marine style battery. And I say marine, marine there again is just because that's what it was originally designed for. You know, forklift batteries are the same, especially the electric forklifts. They're all big, large amp hour batteries as well, you know, uh, meant for long, long durations of running. Okay. Anything else we need to know about just the, when we're looking at batteries, what we need to yeah, take into our calculation? Yeah, and Always looking at the 20 amp hour rating because that's what we're basing all of our designs around for when we design systems. We're basing everything off the, the own. So if you've already owned batteries or buying batteries locally, just let us know what the 20 amp hour rating dictates on it. And if it says cold cranking amps or cranking amps, we won't be able to design a system around it because it's not designed for that. But even if you do have marine batteries, the different ages on them, all these different oh things. yeah, we mixing batteries is mixing batteries good. and mixing ages of batteries. We get a lot of questions on that. I can tell you, if you're in a flooded lead acid battery, and original batteries are over, I would say a year. Some people would say eighteen months. I would say if you're over a year old, I would not add new batteries because all you're going to do is like adding a new battery to a remote control that has three old batteries in it. You're just going to draw it down to what those three batteries were. So. You're going to get the same life expectancy out of that new battery that you did, the older three. So just replace them all, you know, wait, save your money and replace them all at the same time. All right. Anything else, David? That's it on that. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in with us. Come see us at our workshop. And David can sit down and talk with you about all this stuff in person and make sure you've got a good hands-on experience with the parts parts. We're sitting here in the room looking at our batteries we've got right here that you can take a look at and talk about. If you can't do that, just give us a call. Anything we can help you there, we'll be glad to. Thank you for downloading and listening to the podcast today. If you have a question you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast or just want to say hello, email us at radio at windandsolar.com. As always, check out our store at windandsolar.com and buy some stuff. Your financial support underwrites our educational outreach like the podcast, YouTube channel, and local STEM collaboration. It also keeps Lucy and her doggy chicken treats. Thanks again for listening.